don't eat sugar, like when you, when you can help it, huh? You don't eat sweets. I try not to. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Are you listening, Zion? Are you listening, Zion? Zion, are you listening to us? God. I think Zion's doing the opposite. He's like throwing away the cake and just eating the sugar. <laughs> it's like, Zion, uh, do you want sugar and cream with your coffee? It's like, I, just keep the coffee. Just give me the sugar and the cream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can I get a coffee? Okay, we gotta get serious. You're listening to it. Well, what's our show called? I don't even know anymore. Okay. You're yeah, listening. It's like skipped it entirely. You're listening to your MBA podcast with Larry O'Brien. Okay. Larry's not here this week again. And in his place, filling in is once again your friends, David and Kane. Kane, I got a question for you. Who do you think shows up first, Larry O'Brien or Kyrie Irving? Tough questions coming out of the gate. God damn it. I. I'm optimistic Larry will show up at some point. Okay, you'll Kyrie, show up. I just, with like with Kyrie, like now that it's Omicron and uh, New York has doubled down on those mandates, it just seems more unlikely that Kyrie will show up in New York as like a Brooklyn net. And that's sad. Reveal your heart to us, Kane. How concerned are you about this? Because I have to be honest with you, okay? I thought at the beginning of the season, maybe he sits out the entire season, but now that it's December and he he hasn't played a game. I'm, I'm not sure if I was mentally prepared to have just like a top player like Kyrie Irving basically semi-retire. Well, that's why I'm in disbelief. Like I don't think that would be the case. It's not, we're not even at Christmas, or oh, we're about to be at Christmas, I suppose. But we haven't even made the new year, and there's still a lot of basketball left. There's more than half the season to go, or like you know at least two thirds of the season to go at this point, and. I just, I don't know, he's such a good player and he's and he's talked about before that, well, actually he hasn't. I don't know. I'm just trying to make excuses for Kyrie to return because he he's said in the past that basketball isn't important and that he could step away and it wouldn't like bother him. And there's like more important things in the world. Like what? This flat world of ours <laughs> that, uh, you know, he's more concerned with. So I guess I've said in the past episodes that I'm happy that he is so passionate about these things that he was, he'd be willing to forego millions of dollars to pursue what he believes is right. It's just crazy. Like is what, what he believes is right mm. is wrong. Mm. And that's right. It's just, I don't know. Or that's wrong. It's just crazy that he would. Yeah. It's, it's right and wrong. It's, it's right that he has the power to do this, but it's wrong that he's abusing his platform. And, 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 and like brainwashing other more impressionable, especially young people hmm. to follow his beliefs. Cause like also on Instagram, you follow his Instagram too. He always <laughs> oh, like, like releases the most cryptic and the most like, uh, I love him, Kane. you know, like uh, very Af- African centric uh, images that are black you know, kings. very puzzling and uh, yeah, like black kings and queens and I, I know like we'll, we'll talk about trades um, soon um, because there's some kind of big names out there that uh, where the trade talks are heating up. But um, like, I don't even know like how likely that Kyrie will play for any NBA team if he gets traded. Um, obviously the advantage of playing for a different team from New York is that there's no mandates. Oh, there's very little, like not many other cities have mandates. So he'll be free to play in those markets. But like, how likely will Kyrie suit up if he got traded to like the Indiana Pacers, for example? Sure, there's no mandate, but would he be motivated to play for a 
um, lowly rebuilding team. No, he said so. He said he'll retire. Yeah, so he's also said that if he got traded from the Nets, that he would retire. So what sort of market would that? But I mean, I've also been hearing like the voyages of the world saying that there's a very competitive, uh, you know, uh, marketplace for Kyrie at the moment. What? Competitive, not saying that they're getting the right offers, but competitive that like they are getting phone calls from different people, like question, like wondering. Ooh, I can't believe this. Yeah, I, I mean, like the the NBA insiders have reported this. Like the the Nets have fielded calls on Kyrie Irving's. Um, when you hell when you I read trade availability, you, I suppose. You're, you're not writing these articles yourself. I'm writing them myself. I'm also I'm, <laughs> I'm, writing, I'm, I'm leaking them for sure. Fan, fan fiction. You're writing some Woj fan fiction again. <laughs> Kyrie for Josh Childress. Jason Kidd coming back reunited with the Nets once again. <laughs> yeah. I've had enough. I've had enough of Dallas. Okay, let's. let's why, why don't we talk about the late, huh? Why don't we talk about your, like we don't have to spend every. <laughs> we just rename this like Nets and Lakers. Maybe we'll save the Lakers for later. Around maybe second round yeah. of playoffs, third round playoffs. You know that's where that's when the Lakers get hot. Playing tournament. They're like perennial playing tournament. <laughs> oh, okay. That's okay. No, no need to be nasty now. Well, they won the playing tournament. Lo- they won the playing tournament last year. Oh so boy! I mean, why, oh. why not repeat? Oh my God, Jesus Christ! I'm not even sure if they can win two games this year in the playing tournaments. <laughs> okay, let's let's hit the big news this week, uh, and that's Zion. News just came out that Zion's foot injury. There's been a setback, and there's no other additional new timeline. He's just going to be ready when he's ready. No. But what's alarming about this is uh, one, their GM. Dave Griffin specifically said that he expected Zion to be ready for the season opener. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The beginning of the game. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Now, we're in December, and Zion's nowhere close to being back. He's not even on five, like five on five. It's like third of the season. Like, how much grace period do you need? Uh, you know, like, usually, you know, you might be off by a week, two weeks, if we're being, you know, generous. If we wait any longer, they're going to get two Zions back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I saw I saw the latest report that he was weighing like 140 kilos. I don't know how many that I because I did a conversion. I saw it in pounds. Right, it's uh, 330 pounds. 330 pounds. 330 pounds, which is about 70 pounds above his his official like NBA.com. Yeah, oh, one f- yeah. So he's 150 kilos, and I don't know like how much. Yeah, so what do you think his ideal weight should be? Like 100 and, 110 maybe? I think it's about 260 probably it's ideal weight. 260? 260, so uh, let's see. 260, okay, so maybe 115 kilos then yeah. for yeah. You know, non-American people. 115 kilos is 250 pounds. At 330 pounds... Okay, this is I'm talking about this is what people are saying. I mean he could be three fifty for all I know, right? Yeah, so he's like extra hundred he's like almost extra hundred pounds heavier than his listed weight. So now if you tell me if this he's a center, okay, fine, cool. Okay. It's a it's a big boy, okay, it's a big center. If this is Greg Oden, okay, fine. Three hundred and fifty, cool. Three third at three thirty in Zion's height. So he's basically weighing as much as Shaq. But he's like the height of like Charles Barkley. Mm. Like how tall is Devin Booker? He's probably like two inches taller than Devin Booker. You can fit like two and a half Devin Booker in Zion right now. Yeah, I, I think Zion's like, yeah, maybe Zion's six 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 seven 
six eight. I, like, I've seen six eight, but I don't think he's that tall. I think he's like probably six seven. Mm. Um, I reckon he's like just a tiny bit taller than Draymond, if I had to say. Um, but like LeBron, like is taller than him, and he's like LeBron's like a good. I don't know. I don't know this in pounds, but I'm just gonna guess like eighty pounds lighter than Zion. Um, it like it depends. Like okay, like I'll put it this way. Like just to play devil's advocate, if Zion can move quickly with that weight, that would be a huge bonus. Would be a massive advantage uh, for his game. But we know that was like basically physically impossible because he has a knee injury. Um, he also has a foot. Uh, injury like you know that 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 was that was off-season um surgery that he had was on his foot and then last season he had the knee injury and he's previously had knee injuries like throughout college and stuff like that um so that means there's just so much weight that his joints and his legs have to support and obviously the more weight you put on it the more stress and the more uh like increased likelihood that it would just get you know continually get injured so, yeah, I mean, bottom line is we all know this. He's got to he's got to cut back his weight. He's got to get better conditioning. He's 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 got to be injury. He's got to be injury free. Like this is a generational talent, and we're missing out on it because he's constantly injured. And I just I don't like people saying like, oh, well, like we've seen such great Zion. How many? I don't know even how many good Zion games have been. Like maybe like a few, like at best. But what's this guy done? No, he was pretty what good is last this season. Guy? Oh, we were pretty good, like what make missing missing the play in tournament. Okay, hey, well that's on Dave Griff. Look, the problem with Zion at this point is he's given no indication that he has any sort of control over his body weight. Then how can we say he's like this 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 great talent? He's not. He's he's missing. He's missing the discipline where he's missing something there to to be in top physical condition. Yes, that extra weight can be beneficial if his body can actually take it, and then you have a lot more momentum, you have a lot more strength and power, it's gonna be so hard to stop you. But the fact that his lower extremities are giving us all the signs, all the flags that, no, he needs to be of a lower weight. His foot was probably healed, but it was healed for like 260, and then it found out that it's now carrying extra 70 pounds, like extra 70 to 100 pounds, and he got injured again probably. Pelican's statement is, after experiencing persistent soreness in his right foot, Zion Williamson underwent medical imaging which showed a regression in the bone healing of his fifth metatarsal. So basically, like you said, there was, uh, you know, he was ready to, to uh, amp up his training, get back into the flow of things, return to practice, you know, in a more consistent way to get ready for 5 on 5 practices, which is usually like the final step before you, you go back into the game. Um, but I guess, you know, because of his soreness in his foot and then after like further testing, they found that there was a regression. It's not just the fact that it wasn't healed, healed up. Do you know what I mean? Like mm, mm. it was on the path of healing to the point where he was ready to play, um, you know, uh, like intense training, like to get back into intense training, but they had to scale it back because there was a regression. That's like a pretty serious word that the Pelicans actually use regression. Because this is something that he has surgery on as well. This isn't just like, you know, surgery usually means like it's, it's, it's good. You just need to like let it set, you know, like you need some time to let it like, you know, uh, strengthen up and stuff. So you, when you do put impact on it again, it's, it's strong and solid, right? 
the fact that I had regression on a surgically, uh, uh, you know, on a, on a surgery for that same foot is, it, I think that's pretty, it's pretty serious. This is getting you serious, right? Because, you know, I would say last year when sometimes we'll talk about Zion's weight or bring that up, whenever that topic comes up, you know, in the back of my mind, I always think, uh, are we kind of like body shaming this guy? He's like a 20 year old guy. Like, you know, obviously like, it's going to be fine for him, right? But at this point, I don't see it. I think it's getting to be concerning. I think forget his age. Mm. If he can't like fix him, if he's just accumulating injury year after year, every year, and the fact that his weight seems to be just ballooning, despite being in the NBA now, this is not college where he got a certain degree of freedom. Now you're in a professional program, quote unquote professional program. Who knows what that program is like in New Orleans? But this is where you you really get into shape, right? And the fact that he hasn't been able to do. I've this, been there. It's it's in a. I've I've been there. It's it's in a it's in a shape of a smoothie. <laughs> right. There's straws everywhere. Oh, I, I don't think that's a professional basketball team, as far as I know. Oh, God. It's like tucked behind this oh. this majestic Superdome where the Saints play. <laughs> the Mercedes. It's like Superdome. It's like the it's like the granny flat of like the of like the mansion that is the, the Saints place. It used to be just like, oh yeah, whenever Zion's in shape, he's gonna be phenomenal. Whenever Zion's back from injury, he's gonna be phenomenal. But at this point, I'm starting to get nervous about Zion, all right? I don't see it as, oh look, he's only 20, 20 years old and he's gonna be able to bounce back. I'm, I'm thinking in terms of now, this guy's 20 years old, 21 years old. And he's accumulating so many injuries. What happens when he's 25? Well, I'm 26. Can you imagine Zion at age 30? I mean, exactly. I don't think he's going to lose to his age 30 at this point. It, it is amazing. Like, this kid, uh, yeah, he did one year of college and he's still 21 years old and he's already an all star and he has such a bright future. Like, he has, def- like, even with his injuries, like, I, I think the Pelicans would offer him the Supermax today if they could, you know, like that's how, that's how good he is. Even though like, you know, I believe it's a bit overhyped, but you know, whatever, like he probably is deserving for Supermax because of all the marketing um, he generates, like all the, you know, positive marketing he generates and all the money he generates for the city. Um, Not that, you know, that Zion would want to say New Orleans, he probably wants to leave, but what I'm saying is- Not that New Orleans even cares though, like. It's, it's, I agree. It's not the best, place market to play in but the franchise isn't going to say that like oh we know we're not the best and we should just settle for being a smoothie of a franchise like no like the, the they're aiming to be the best franchise um and yeah if they had the choice they'll give zion the supermax if they could obviously they can't because it's too early um but it's just it's like a kind of a like it's getting to a point now where they really have to start considering uh I don't know. I don't know how they're treating him, but they have to like really, basically force him to go on a diet. Like he's not bigger than the team. Like that kind of talk, you know. You're not bigger than the team. You're part of us. You need to follow. But can you do that? Can you actually do that if you're New Orleans? Can you do that if you're Dave Griffin? I don't know. Because he'll be like, "Fuck you! I hate you." This is why I'm like eating myself to death, and this is actually my concern because I don't think it's about. Not that I have any insider information in this, but. Zion comes across as a person that is not difficult. He comes across as a team player, his team first player. And he does. You can't convince me if he was in a good organization, first class organization, the Heat culture, 
right? That type of disciplined organization, or even under a Tibbs in New York, you can't tell me that he wouldn't be motivated to get into great shape. And I'm wondering, is it the fact that he's in New Orleans and he's just probably having a miserable time there? The fact that they're losing, the fact that he's injured, that it's, it's like, what else are you going to do? Like food is probably some sort of comfort for him. And I'm even wondering, even if he gets a max contract, is, he actually, is that going to actually change things? Or is he just going to be depressed? And, and, and we'll, we'll never get the faux Zion, the complete Zion. All we get is like overweight and injured Zion all the time. I, I, think, I, I think it's just like for New Orleans, like kind of stuck in a hard place. It's like damned if you, damned if you don't. Like they offer Zion a contract and that means they're like encouraging his behavior. If he is like packing on the way, not taking his conditioning and his uh, like weight conditioning seriously, they're kind of encouraging this behavior by giving him more money, saying like, this is what we expect out of you, right? Which is wrong. Or they don't give him it and punish him, but then they've shown that they're not capable of um, grooming like uh, generational talents because they've had AD and now Zion and they've like lost both with very minimal gains or maybe no Chris gains Paul. at all. And that just shows you're just a bit and Chris Paul, and I would just show you just a pathetic, pathetic franchise that doesn't deserve to run, you know, professional basketball, um, uh, you know, players. It's exactly what I've always said. They should not have a team. I don't know. I don't understand why they have a team. And you come back at me every time. It's like, oh, what? You just want New York to have a team? Should it just be New York and LA? What about the other small part? I don't give a shit about these other small cities. Who says that small cities need a team? Winners get teams. <laughs> Winners get teams. Uh, sorry, you cut out for a second. You're <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think either uh, silver, silver cut you off, or I just find this narrative so fast. This storyline so fascinating because when Zion was drafted, we thought, "Oh my God, what what phenomenal luck!" You know, by all accounts, and we see it with our eyes. This is phenomenal talent. We haven't seen something equivalent like this since Charles Barkley. People are talking about LeBron James. I'm not sure about LeBron James, but someone that's got so much power and speed and it's going to bring so much excitement to the game. And we thought, of course, number one pick, it's Zion. It's Zion. It has to be Zion. And now three years later, we're looking back at that draft. Is Would you pick Zion? I'm not sure. Granted, John Moran's also injured, but... I mean, Morant looks pretty good, right? And even before this injury, like people were saying, we're we're seeing, oh, LeBron, like Morant, he he's real deal. He's definitely a real deal. Let's see how this plays out. Mm. But now you add this extra wrinkle mm. where Zion just can't produce for like thirty games straight because he's never he's not available for thirty games straight. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm at. Like we're just, it's interesting. Like you said, this is a very interesting storyline. Uh, because of all the context and the history in New Orleans. And like you said, that if there's any argument for a small market team for not owning a NBA franchise, this is it. Because they've shown time and time again that their small market label actually affects how they run um, uh, how they run a team. Mm. And even when they get these golden eggs like Zion, like AD, like Chris Paul, they spoil them. Like what do you like? What do you want me to do? I'm giving you these fucking exactly. 
eggs and you keep you keep like making them rotten you keep like throwing them on the sidewalk and uh, on bourbon street like what do you want me to do like yeah so uh i i do agree with you in that standpoint i don't obviously agree with you on the larger point like why shouldn't we just have a fucking like shouldn't the nba just sign for new york basketball association then like no like it's good to have different markets from different areas because i don't know it, it it feels more competitive that way it's instead of just like everything in new york so i'm not against small markets having great teams or having a team i'm just saying if it if you prove to be unable to produce a winner and over across like 10 20 years then we have to think about yeah. whether you should have a team when Seattle has well, no team. New York. What has what has New York done? I don't know, nothing. <laughs> 10, 20 years. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they, they have uh, lots of great fans though. They got the Knicks fans and and the Nets fans cheering for Knicks. That would be funny. <laughs> like you 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 have a deadline. Of 20, like you have to win one championship in twenty years, or else <laughs> that city's out. You have to like. Tr- trade that franchise to another city. Twenty years, I mean, championship. That that's that may be too hard of a bar, right? But you know, you look at Sacramento Kings. They haven't made the playoffs in fifteen years straight. Maybe within twenty years, you have to a win one championship, b make uh, two conference finals, or c make like um, have like f- at least five playoffs. Make the f- five playoffs or something like that. Like I like that. I think it might be a little bit harsh. Um, it might be still a little bit still harsh. Still harsh? Oh, okay. Well, five playoffs in 20 uh, years, that's... Well, four. Four, four. Yeah, yeah, something like four that. Four playoffs in 20 years. All right. But you could have other things, right? You could you could make it like, you know, the worst team of the season, they get they get replaced by some G League or they go to the G League or something. I don't know. Don't they do that in soccer? That's even more. That's, oh. Okay. Yeah, but there's not, I, there's not enough players in the world. Like... Bad teams like the Lakers are struggling to yeah, fill okay, minimum players. Stop, you know they have to that. scrap. They have to scrap the Carmelo okay. and the Malik monks who filled a team. <laughs> Don't be disrespectful, Carmelo. He's a starter. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, no, because what you're saying, what you're saying is, if they don't make the playoffs in five, five of the twenty years, then you don't. They, the team gets traded. Like they got, they get moved. I'm saying, okay, if you're the bottom team of the season, you get. You get degraded, not degraded. You get downgraded to the G League, but then it rotates every year. So. Yeah, I know what you're saying, but you just have to create. You have to create more teams. Maybe it's just like you break up the NBA, so it's like only the NBA is like the NBA first division. I am just making it up, right. like NBA A League or whatever. And in the A League, um, there's 15 teams or like 16 teams or whatever. And then you can have another 16 teams. So that means you only have to add like whatever the maths is, like four more teams, basically, to make that equation work. I was going to say, the other tweak, and I definitely got to trace, I got to tell this to Mr. O'Brien. I think I like this tweak I, I, I thought about. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, what, is, like, what does Mr. O'Brien have to say about this? Yeah. Well, I haven't been able to get a hold of him, but I definitely want to suggest this one to him, which is the worst team of the year, they're automatically excluded from the number one pick. So it's like, it's a bad thing if you get the worst Okay, so it's never so. a race to be the worst, right? Because if you're the worst, you can't get the number one pick. You can get the number yeah. two pick, but not the number one pick. Maybe we can talk about a lottery team in Portland. Did you say lottery team in Portland? Yeah, because they're going to the lottery, obviously. Okay. Oh, okay. 
Okay, okay. Well, my question is, I got a question here. Do you think, before we get into any of the, the, the latest news coming out from Poland, do you think they're going to blow it up? I think if we read between the lines, that's exactly what's going to happen. We hear that Dame has said something around, you know, I want to stay here. But that's just signaling yeah. from, from his camp, right? That's basically saying, that's basically just saying, saying, sending a message to the fans that's positive, but then behind the scenes, mm. working out a trade. Mm. It's like also showing like Dame's a good sport, mm. like where he plays is where he will um, like put his uh, like dedication behind. But like you said, his, his people, his camp are like working out the, um, the machinations of like how a trade would work um, to get him out of Portland. That's right. And then that way, when he speaks publicly, he's always going to be saying like, oh, I, you know, Portland's my home. Um, it'll, it'll always be my place, but, you know, things don't always get, work out the way you want it to work out. He gets to use that line when he, in a, I think he'll get traded. Like I, Dame's not having fun. That's all, that's all, that's all I know. Warriors, what do you think? I mean, we said this like weeks ago. New um, dynasty. You know, that the scariest possible situation for me as a Nets fan would be Damien, Damien Lillard joining a, uh, uh, like the best team in the NBA, uh, joining Clay when he gets back healthy. Uh, hopefully that's soon because I'm excited. I do like seeing Clay, like he's a yeah, good player. And then, or oh, very good player, sorry. And Steph playing MVP level with Dame. But I gotta say, like Dame, Dame is struggling this year. Like if you just even if you look at the numbers, it's pretty it's pretty obvious that he's not having his best season. He's having his uh he's only averaging twenty one points per game. This is a guy that was averaging close to high twenties, like 20, 20, uh, 28, 30 points in the last two seasons. Um and and he's shooting like thirty percent from three point um uh percentage. He's shooting thirty percent from three point um range. So like those are all quite career lows for like a long for a long time now. Not the career, not the worst, but definitely since the first few years, um it, it it's it's been pretty bad. And this is coming off a bad year when he went to Tokyo as well, playing mm. for the American Olympics team, mm. where he also kind of struggled to uh cover like a role for him. Um, you know, because we thought it would be like the Steph role. You know, Draymond would just play with Dame and Dame would just like shoot these like massive 30, 30 footers um, in the Olympics, but it never worked out. He just, he shot terribly in, in the Olympics. Yeah, and I think that is the concern um, because if we thought maybe he's playing crap because he's just not motivated because of the internal struggles with that organization, um, that's questionable because if that was the case, then he would have been playing pretty well in the Olympics and that did not happen. Mm. Um, Mm. But saying that, I mean, if he's joining the Warriors, I mean, they don't need Dame to be Dame, right? Dame time, Dame. They just need him to be to be good, and it's game over. You would think so. I mean, now that I'm, now that I have seen the other side of the James Harden trade, you know, people are saying like, if James Harden join, joins this Brooklyn Nets team, then it's game over because you don't need James Harden to be MVP mm. level. You just need James Harden to be very good, and that's enough. But sometimes it's not enough like you need them to produce at a high clip and yeah like i guess it does 
mean that some responsibilities would be uh, changed. But I think that's how good Steph is. Steph is able to adapt in so many different ways, especially offensively, um, that he will get his points in a lot of different ways. That he he doesn't he can just be a sniper from outside. He can like you know um, you know um, you know shoot inside two points. Get to the get to the rim. Now he's like added so much bulk. He's He's clearly like added a lot more muscle mm. over the off season. He's very he's very muscular for the like I don't know. He seems more muscular than he's ever been um, before. So um, yeah, and he's playing obviously super well. He's playing MVP level, like I said. So yeah, I think um, he like yeah. I'm just saying, be careful what you wish for because it's like oh like you're saying like Dame doesn't have to play the best, but like just from experience to win the championship, you just don't know what injuries might happen that. You, you kind of need to unlock that greatness in a new system, like to win a championship, because it's not easy. You know what I mean? Right, right. No, that is, that is true. I do hear you. Because you can't just flip it on like a switch. If an injury happened where Dame now needs to resume Portland, Damien, um, it's not that easy to just flip a switch if you've been playing a system for a few months now where you're you're the second or third fiddle. You know what I mean? Because that's what's happening in Brooklyn. Like James Harden, we need you to be Houston James Harden. But James Harden's like, I, I've been like learning to play as the point guard and assist Kevin Durant and before Kyrie Irving. And now I'm like asked to become like Houston James Harden, like 40 point per game. James Harden again, like it, it clearly is, it doesn't work that way. You can't just flip it on like I a switch. I think Brooklyn's a little different. I think there's more that Kyrie's points in the well and it's contaminated on everyone. And I think... Golden State mm. probably has a bit more lineage. I mean, the thing is, Brooklyn, it's, it's, it feels like a put-together team. And granted, you know, a great, greatly, mm. like a well-constructed team. But everyone's new. No one's won anything, really. Um, everyone's got everything to prove. Whereas in Golden State, it's already a proven, a proven product. You're joining the legacy. You're building, you're continuing the next chapter of a legacy. Yeah, that's fair. And Steve Kerr is a proven a coach real coach, as well. right? If Steph is injured, then then's no go. You can't win anything without Steph. So yeah, of course. Yeah, you yeah, need Steph. Yeah. I mean, you can make the same argument with any star player, like how the Lakers are doing. Like LeBron James is injured or had COVID recently, and how do they fare without LeBron? Like not very good. Obviously. But I do. I mean, I think the situation has gotten to a point where in Portland, I don't. And from Woj's reporting, it sounds like. The top GM candidates, they view Dame as, as a constraint rather than freedom, rather than um, a right. good thing, right? Because they want to have the optionality of keeping right. him or not keeping him. They don't want to take that job with the directive that they must keep Dame. Must keep and build Dame. around Dame, especially yeah. because he's up for contract extension as well. Yeah, and Dame has uh, is is seeking an extension for two additional years on his current contract for i think like around 50 million dollars per year yeah around 50 million at age 36 yeah. right which is a bit scary well he's 31 right now but yeah i guess it would add two extra years yeah so it'll so, be like in his late 30s mid 30s and the other reporting is that you know with uh with the passing of paul allen the organization is really being just looked after by the sister and she's got. She doesn't really care that much about basketball. Like she doesn't care one way or the other about you know keeping Dame as like the cornerstone of that franchise. And obviously we have 
uh, Neil O'Shea, terrible GM, terrible person. Is he a GM? I don't know. A terrible person. Uh, he's gone now. He was the president of the president of basketball. But yeah, he's gone. But he he was the Dame supporter. He drafted Dame, and now that he's gone, I don't think organizationally um, they're tied to to Dame anymore. And it might be better just to move on. Yeah, I mean Dame's still obviously a really good player. Um, so I, I reckon he would fetch a pretty, pretty big price. And, you know, obviously you kind of connect the dots and people are like, well, you know, why not just trade Dame for Simmons? Because, mm. the, you know, the contracts would match up and it's the same quality. Like, about, like, I think Dame's a better player, obviously, but it's about similar kind of levels because Simmons is much younger and is like a, you know, perennial or defensive kind of NBA player. Um, and, but Dame is, you know, Dame is a superstar. He's a, you know, NBA top 75 player, mm. like at age 31. Literally like, top 75. insane sort of accomplishment. Yeah, he's, a, he's, 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 he's an amazing accomplishment. And he's only 31 years old. And he's still got a lot of years to go, I, I reckon, just based on his playing style. But, um, you know, that apparently that's already been shut down. Like, there's no way that, um, that they're going to trade Dame for... Like, this is from Portland's direction mm. that... Uh, and this is like based on the new GM, like the interim GM from Portland saying that, no, we're not trading Dame. Like Dame is with us and there's no way like we're getting, I mean, like I think what they want is like they're trying to trade Sim, like trade CJ McCollum for Ben Simmons. So like pair Ben Simmons with Dame Lillard. But yeah, like if Dame really, really wants to leave, they're not giving up um, Dame for Ben. But it's just like the same thing like where last season where James Harden was to be traded and it's like, oh, like, you know, let's get, let's get Ben Simmons. But it's like, oh, no, I don't want Ben Simmons. Like, oh, you know, I don't want to train James Harden. And then instead they got, like, a bunch of picks, like, where they ended up losing them anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, you know what I mean? So they have to be careful, like, what, they wish, like, what they're asking specifically because sometimes, like, in these moments, especially with how much leverage the player has, sometimes you just got to take the deal that is... You know, you can't walk away from a pretty good deal, in my opinion, if Ben Simmons um, does end up, like, deciding to play for... You know, because the issue with Ben Simmons is he doesn't want to play with in Philadelphia. So he might be rejuvenated in Portland, you know, for for all we know. Like, it, that might be good, you know? That could work, but I would suspect that if they build around Ben Simmons, it would be have, they would have to blow it up and build totally around Ben Simmons. You're not gonna want to keep like yeah. I mean, CJ. but that's fine. But you might as well, sure, sure, sure. Of course, yeah. You might as well try to set trade CJ as well. But my point is, don't try to you know go go for broke and oh like go go big. You know what I mean? Like don't try to go big and and try to get the you know this this fucking mammoth deal for Dame where you're getting like you know 16 first round picks like you know whatever. Like sometimes you just got to take it like when it's as good as it gets kind of thing and it sounds pretty good because like i said with james harden when he was when he wanted out of houston he, they wanted so much they were asking for so much because james harden was this you know amazing player but they ended up getting nothing and you know what what did they end up getting you know what, to be fair that, they couldn't locate james harden he was like off getting covid yeah. <laughs> James Harden was already training in New York. Yeah, he's like he was literally, he's literally. Like, he's like, he's already saying like, no, I, I don't, I'm not leaving. So just <laughs> whatever. <laughs> so yeah, that's right. He's like, he's not leaving New York. 
He was literally tra training in New York with K KD. I think it would definitely be an end, of an end of an era. I'm not sure how I feel about it, but... Yeah, of course. I do feel, I do like the story. I don't want the Warriors to be winning like his, this. His, his number will be retired. His number will be retired by Portland for sure. How about Neil O'Shea? Do you think they should retire him? Retire his number? <laughs> Champion should... of women, female, uh, uh, standing up for, <laughs> for, for female. Nah. Let's, uh, I think Neil O'Shea, O'Shea is cancelled. As far as I'm concerned, he's, he's just, he's cancelled. He's out. He's, he's not getting another NBA gig again. He did pretty well, though. He did really, really well. That kind of thing, well. you, you don't get... Good job, Neil. Yeah, but you don't, you don't return from hostile work environment. I'm doing, like, quotation marks because that's a, that's a nice way of putting it, you know? Hostile workplace environment. Um, anyway, Kane, it's getting late here, and we need to end our show. Any final thoughts? Dame, just please, don't, don't, go, to, don't go to Golden State, please. Just... I think Sacramento's got some nice ice cream shops. God, I've heard. Stop it. Um, stop it. I, I literally just said Sacramento hasn't been in the playoffs in 15 years. You think Dame was going to go to Sacramento? Yeah, and, and, and yeah, he's going to be like, yeah, I got this. Uh, I'm going to put this city on my back and I'm going to, I'm going to will them. Hey, they're pretty good this year, to be honest. Yeah, he better put it back. He they could, they could, they could, they, they could sneak into the play in tournament this, this year even. Like, they're not, they're not that far off this year. He should. Put the city on the back and and walk to Seattle because that's where that team's going. <laughs> Seattle Kings? No, Seattle. They, they no, they need. I mean, would they change man, the name? No, they need to bring back the Supersonics. That's like a hot name. The Sonics, Supersonics. I like it. Yeah, Sonics is a cool name. Sonics is a cool name. So, well, so it, Sonics. The Sonics went to Oklahoma, right? Is that the is that the story? Like eight, back in the yeah, they went to Oklahoma two thousands yeah. or something. Yeah. Oklahoma, okay. Yeah. Jesus Christ, don't get me started with Oklahoma. Like, that's barely... They're not even... They don't view themselves as part of the league. Like, they just collect assets. They, they're like an asset bank. Well, they're very, they were very good when they started... Like, you know, they hit a home run with Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, and James yeah, Harden. Yeah, and what they do with that team, they broke it up. They fucking, they fucking nailed a triple home run, like, right And they traded Harden immediately to save, like, $4 million. They had, like, Serge Ibaka <laughs> there, too. Like, Lord... Like, that's why I don't understand. Everyone, like, keeps going on, but Sam Presti is, like, great GM, great GM. Like, at, at some point, don't you want to... Like, the point of this game is to win, right? It's not to collect assets. You don't get judged by the, the assets on your books on paper. You get judged by results. I think he's, he's playing Monopoly and everyone else playing is basketball. playing basketball. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I, I do like I do like the Sonics, um, and I think they have a unique color because of the green, right? That's a good name, Supersonics. The green, yellow, yeah, that that is very old school colors because it's like traditionally a pretty ugly color scheme, but it kind of works, especially in the '90s. It's kind of like retro in in a sense. Green, yellow is kind of a bit ugly together, to be honest. Like it's not like something you usually put together, but it, it does have a retro vibe, especially for the Supersonics. It's like like iconic retro color. Look, I don't want the Warriors to be just winning championships every year. I think this is very bad for me, personally. But Dame, I mean, if Dame could revive the Supersonics, I think that's like a whole new level of basketball legacy. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't have to win championships if if he if he if he's like the first superstar uh, back in the Supersonics 
and like they're good again just because of you know 36 year old Damien Lillard or something like that. like that would be cool that's a cool story you know what I mean because when you start a new city when you restart this team you want a superstar to to boot you know what I mean that's going to take a while because we don't know technically which team is actually going to... They talk about Seattle's going to get a team, but like, is that a new team or are they just going to move one of the teams? And which one would they move? I, th- I, I mean, I think there were... I think yeah, Mr. O'Brien even told me himself, right? Like he said, he said that uh, they want to expand it from 30 to 32 Did he teams. say that? Like that would be... Yeah, like yeah, yeah. He told me that. So like that is potentially on the cards where the sixteen teams. So like you know, you know, maybe now. So you say this: so the Western Conference gets an extra team, and the Eastern Conference gets another team. So Seattle would be the Western Conference, obviously. That's a new team, and then uh, maybe you rejuvenate uh, the fucking. So how about Vancouver? Give Vancouver back their team. Oh, well, they call it the Vancouver Grizzlies, right? Grizzlies, yeah. If they moved to, well, eventually they ended up in. Um, well, then you Memphis. need maybe maybe a alliteration. Vancouver, Vancouver, rooms, Van, Van, rooms, Vancouver rooms. <laughs> it's an attractive <laughs> name. I definitely. Van- attractive. Rooms. Something tech. Let's do something tech based. Vancouver, like drones or something. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I think we're we've run out of show and we've run out of ideas. Terminators. Yeah, let's just we need to terminate our show. <laughs> the I, I feel like we're yeah. making a mess in uh, Mr. O'Brien's absence. Sorry, we're making a mess of his show. Sorry, sorry. It's not. Yeah, he'll write. The, he'll write it next week. Next next time he comes, he'll he'll write it for us. He'll bring the professionalism back. Yeah, I think he'll bring some uh, breaking news maybe about Dame. But anyway, listeners. Uh, until next time, please uh, enjoy. Well, actually, we'll be back. We'll be definitely. I think I heard a lot of shows are taking break during the holidays, but we take no breaks. Okay. Well, we got Christmas games coming up. We got the Lakers and the Nets on prime time Christmas game. Oh Christmas my God, Day. Jesus! Uh, do you think? Do you think they're like? Do you think they're really <laughs> regretting that choice? God. Yeah, I think they would be a little bit. Yeah. Well, luckily they had Suns and Warriors too. The Nets and Lakers going to be such an ugly. Like game, why don't we just like have some fun? Like have Russell Westbrook and KD and uh, Harden like dress up in OKC jerseys. I mean, and LeBron. Like, I mean, the, yeah. with a Mobley jersey, all of that. I, I like that. They should, yeah, just in, like an All Star game, basically. And AD can play with like street clothes. He can just like play with the street clothes on. <laughs> okay, that's not disrespect. <laughs> And Magic Johnson okay. can okay. play with a fucking syringe okay. in his ass. Okay, well, okay, okay. <laughs> wow, you just, you just go for Magic Johnson every time. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm sorry, Magic. And D'Lo can play with a pencil case. Oh boy, oh boy. Okay. That's a that's a deep cut. That's a deep cut. <laughs> that's a deep cut. <laughs> okay. Uh, until next time, listeners, please uh, take care. Get the booster shots. Get as many booster shots as you can, please. Save yourself. Save yourself. Save. Then save one for me. Okay, save us. Yeah, save some for us as well. Okay. (laughs) See ya. Okay. See ya.
the Torres on the beat, boys. Thank you for listening to Your NBA Podcast with David and Kane. If you enjoyed our show, please tweet us at Your NBA Podcast.